0: You can relax. Colleen and Eric have a podcast. The world is scary, and we're locked in our home, but now we have big microphones. So you can relax. That's the name of our podcast. Hello, Hi. welcome to Relaxing Podcast. We're live. We're not, but we should try to do a live episode one day. The
1: first ever live episode. Can you imagine?
0: You would have a heart attack. I don't
1: think so. I think it'd be fine.
0: Maybe I would have a heart attack. <laughs> I would totally do one. We should do one. Okay. But like, what do you mean? Let's like, do a live episode. Like
1: on the internet? Yeah. Just but just live?
0: Yeah, I don't know how that would work. We'd have to, you know, figure it out. But that might be fun. Okay. Um, guys, I'm excited for the episode today. Uh, because Eric and I have not had a chance to really sit down and talk since I got back from tour. I got back yeah. yesterday from a little tour stretch and it's been hectic. And so this is our first time like yeah, alone little haven't really in a room. Chatted.
1: That whole time. Yeah,
0: no. And um, I'm sure
1: you have stories.
0: And yeah, we didn't talk much on the road while I was on the road because I was so busy. It was such a hectic trip. And you were traveling he was after so the shows too. too.
1: The time difference, the children.
0: I have a thousand stories for him. So this might not be a fun episode for you guys because I know you would way prefer listen to Eric speak than me. Um, but I probably, I'm going to be talking a lot. (laughs) 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 Well, you have real life
1: stories. I just have things I wrote in an, uh, in the notes app on my phone that are kind of silly.
0: Well, let's hear your relax. What's your relax this week?
1: You want me to go first? I can go first. Mm -hmm. I think it's me. I'm running into an issue as far as the statute of limitations. When you forget to text someone back and then you remember to text them back. And if it's Like now, like weird or awkward to text them back. You are talking about me. And I don't know if everybody does this or if everybody's just texting, like gets to text and then they text the person back. Like, I don't know why. I've never done
0: that in my life. I don't know why it's so hard for me. I like, I don't. I've never done it. I I can tell you why. Okay. I know why. Can I explain why I think? Sure. Because I do the same thing. Okay. I think it's because it's a commitment. To text someone back because you're opening up a conversation conver- yeah. and we're so busy that to text someone back like yeah sure or like cool thanks it d- d- that doesn't it never, end no. it no because then they want to say something else right and then you have to respond again and it's like I don't I don't have time it's, to yeah. respond back and forth so then is it ruder to say something back and then they know they got you because you just looked at your phone you just text them so then they text you back and then if you don't respond that time they're like why are they ignoring me so it's
1: probably ruder then
0: it's ruder to I feel like then then to just be like well I'll do it later when I can focus and sit down and respond to this. But then, but then the, I forget.
1: Yeah. And then time goes on and then, if, then it becomes weird. So that's what I mean by statute right. of limitations. So like I got a text from a, a really good friend that I haven't spoken to like in a while, uh, four days ago. And I was like, oh, I should respond to that. Who was it? Tom. But I, but, I, but I didn't respond to it. And now it's been four days. Oh, Tom won't care. I, I know he won't care, but I'm just, but, I, but then I also um, got a text a month ago from that twin mom friend I made.
0: Did mm-hmm. I ever tell that yes. story here? I don't know.
1: I'm really, it's just, I'm terrible at this age at making new friends. And I was out walking the twins and I walked past a woman who was also walking twins. And we st- we started walking together and talking for 40 minutes and even exchanged phone numbers. Like we're going to start this twin club. You know what I mean? And I came home and I told you all about it. And was so excited. And then it was like Christmas break or whatever. And we were like, oh well, we'll meet up after the holidays. And then she did text me, and I have yet
0: to respond. I think if all human beings on this planet, a twin mom would right, understand. Would understand. That.
1: I'm sure anybody would understand. And it's uh, most of like the the anxiety around this
0: is in my head, but it seems to constantly happen. You know what? I'm sorry to cut you. I didn't mean to cut no, you. No, you're fine. Um, the thing is, is that not everyone understands. And maybe you haven't had this experience. Maybe you have. But like, I have had friends who've been like. Yeah, who have, I've had a couple of people who've been like, you are you're not a, a good friend, you're flake. You're not a good friend because you never respond to me. And I try to explain it to them and I, I apologize. And I, it's something I don't like about myself. It's not something I strive to do is just not respond to people when they text me or message me or whatever. But I always think like, I'm so busy right now. I cannot respond right now, but I will respond later when I can focus. I want to give this person my undivided attention and respond appropriately to this person. And then that time never comes. There's never a time where I can sit down and really focus and respond to someone. Right. And then it goes out of my mind. And so I, I feel you, but I understand your question is how long is too long? Well,
1: like this person could be my, fr- I was all excited to make a new friend. Uh, again, it, this person could be my friend, but, but I think I'm like, I've waited too long. I can't, I you think know you what could I mean? Respond.
0: I think you could respond and just be like, hi, I was drowning and all the kids. I I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I never respond. I, I think as long as you like acknowledge it, it's fine. I like, I would appreciate that. Maybe everyone else is different, but like, I would appreciate if someone finally did respond ever and was like, I'm so sorry that I totally fell off the earth. My bad. Like, but I'd love to. Right. So
1: So here's another one. This and this is this is like the kind of apex of this is that I had invited a friend that I hadn't seen in a while to the twins birthday party and they never responded. And then two months later, they were like, hey sorry, I never like responded to that text. Like, yeah, you know, we were so busy or whatever. I wish we could have come to the twins birthday party. Like, I miss you guys. Like, I really hope you're doing well. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. That the, like, And so out of nowhere, this is two months later that they responded. It's been two months, another two months, and I never responded to that text. And I think I'm just like resigned to like, I don't think I've been friends with that person anymore. No, for you have to think because
0: they probably think you're mad. Right, but they, didn't they the probably think I'm mad. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. love. I, I understand the stress. I do so the same just, thing. I didn't so, know it you just, struggled with this. It just keeps happening.
1: Um, and yeah, I just don't, don't know... I don't know how people. Yeah, I guess we're yeah. Just do I it because it also is like it's exhausting to me.
0: Eric's, least, you're right. It yeah. is the commitment. It's I the think. commitment. Eric's least favorite day of the year is his birthday for this exact reason. Yeah, because so many people text him,
1: it's like a job. And message
0: him happy birthday, and he has to respond to all these Cause people. Because if
1: you just say thank you, they're like yeah, and and this they, they how's, then it have, yeah, and how's it going? Yeah, and how's it going? It's uh, you know, yeah, and how are you great? And how are you? And then it you know
0: yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just there's never time to like. No, I think that's respond. having
1: relationships with people and friends. Yeah, but maybe yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> like.
0: We're I'm in a we're that. in a romantic loving relationship where it's like we don't respond to each other no each just, other's text messages in person. Like we no, don't even, even like, reply you, to each other. We don't even talk
1: to each other. We're in the same room now. When we text, it's just like it's literally we only respond with either thumbs up or thumbs down, like the reaction <laughs> to know. it,
0: and that's it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is
1: like no like n- fewer words have never been spoken I than I like if if our text thread was leaked it was that's all it would be.
0: I know. Oh, man. Well, I understand that. That is a, a, I have the same struggle with text messages. I am so bad at responding to people. You're not,
1: though. You're pretty good at it. With and I, you, you. No, with other people, too. I think. You're, you're incorrect. You're oh, I'm just texting this person. I'm just texting this person. Yeah. You'll even do like, which I'm terrified of, a voice you've text. you never sent me one. Oh, my God. How do you? Well, that's crazy to I'm me. I'm just
0: realizing you've never sent me one.
1: Why well, don't, how do we, every time I like hit that thing, it goes and then it stops and it's, I don't trust it. And then I'm like hearing my, the sound of my own voice. Oh, I don't listen to it Because I'm back. like, what well, not even listening to it back. Like, while I'm talking into it, Just I'm like- hearing
0: your voice speaking in general? Yeah, like holding
1: it and being like, because you start to talk different, right? You don't like, I don't. You don't like talk casually. You're like, hello, exclamation. About, you know what I mean? What? Like,
0: no, wait, what? No, not in the voice memo text. Like, not- I don't do talk to text. Like, I don't do like you talk on your phone and it texts for you. No,
1: I know what you're... No, I know. You're, but you don't it's say... It's like a recording. I know,
0: but you don't say when you're recording exclamation <laughs> exactly.
1: point. That's my point, You love. just
0: talk like you're talking right now.
1: Because it's a recording, but then it disappears?
0: It can, or you can save it. You can, go, you can go either way.
1: I don't feel comfortable with that. But that seems easier.
0: It is and it isn't. So, like, yes, it is easier than texting everything out. However... When people send me a really long one, I don't listen to it. It's too long. That's like a voicemail. Like, I don't listen to my voice messages. So
1: your your ADHD brain eventually tunes out, focuses on something else. You want me to
0: sit and listen for two full minutes to what you're saying? I don't have that kind of time. You do. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. You do. I won't. I cannot sit and listen for two minutes. Because this is my issue with the voice note memo thingies that you can send in text messages. You wouldn't know this because you don't use them. You cannot pause it. And like rewind, you have to listen to the whole freaking thing, and then it's gone, right? Well, you can save it so that you can well, listen you can just to it again. Save it,
1: yeah. Like to your phone, yeah. As like a file,
0: no, it just saves in your text messages. Oh, but like, the, I, I mean, maybe someone tell me if I'm really dumb and I'm wrong, but like. Sometimes people send me like four minute text message voice memo things with like important information, but they'll be like talking for a very, 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 very long time and then they'll get to a point and then they'll talk to me like, and I'm like, I just need the information. So like, I want to like, I'll listen to it, but I'll have trailed off or I've walked in the other room in the middle of it and I can't like just rewind a little bit oh. and just like listen to just the part I want. You have to listen to the whole thing. That what important bananas. information
1: are you getting in voice text messages?
0: Like I'll message with, um, I'll voice message with, um, like people on my team, like when All I'm on right. tour or, um, I'll message with like, uh, my graphic designer about my merch. And so he'll people be use me, this. Yes. And, and like, like Anthony will, for my merch, he'll be like, so this is what I was thinking for this launch. And he'll be talking about the different like ideas he has and answering my questions that I had in like a three minute voice note. And my, my brain will get distracted in the middle of it. And they be like, oh, no, I miss what he said. When are we launching this? And I can't rewind. It. I have to listen to the whole thing again. Is this an old thing?
1: Because he's he's a younger gentleman, right? Like, it, like, is this like a Gen Z?
0: I think Gen Z just like, FaceTimes each other. I don't know what they do.
1: Are we just are we just old people complaining about technology every episode? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, um,
0: but you know what? We're, we're not going to complain right now because we're going to be grateful for our first sponsors, what we're going to do. Do you have a relax this week? Oh, do I? I don't have a specific relax. It's just kind of like tour life in general, probably. Is actually, this just you know, going
1: to be everything that went well, wrong on know, tour I, rent?
0: I, I mean, kind of. I, I, okay. My the, relax, airlines. My, the airlines? The airlines, that's the least of my worries when it's it comes to tour that. this week. So actually, my relax is something I talked about in my vlogs, but I'll talk about it again. I have an itch on me. That needs to Relax.
1: I'm talking about your vlogs.
0: I've had really itchy legs lately.
1: You have had itchy legs.
0: What's that about? Anyway. Um, lotion. So, uh, I don't use that.
1: <laughs> you don't? I really don't. I, do people put, I never put lotion on my
0: legs. Do people put lotion oh, on their legs? Oh, yeah. full on. Yeah. I'm not a big Every day. lotion guy. I'm not either. Um, but, uh, okay, so here's my relax. And I think you can relate to this one. Before okay. I dive into like my tour dramas, I got to my hotel the first night we were there, Right. I fly in to Tulsa, Oklahoma, get to the hotel. And when I get out of the car, a man walks up to the car and grabs my bag. Now, this man did not look like he worked at the hotel, but I assumed he did because he grabbed my bag. But I was like, that's kind of weird. And I was like, no, I've got it. What was his confidence level? Was he was he stealing your suitcase? I could, I didn't know because uh-huh. he wasn't wearing because usually they look like the bellhop guys. They look like they work at the hotel. They wear they're wearing the like. Well, it's Usually. 2023,
1: like they wear like maybe a polo that says the name of the hotel. They're sure, not They're that's not wearing saying. like the little round red hats. No, I don't, and I'm like not saying that, I'm, but suits. like they're wearing
0: something that indicates they work for the hotel typically. Yeah, sure. This guy was wearing like khaki cargos and like a t-shirt and white tennis and just looked like someone's dad. Like he did not look like, I'm not that dads can't work at hotels, but he just looked he did not look like he worked at the hotel okay. and he kind of meandered over to us, grabbed my suitcase and started walking. I was, I looked at Stuart who, who I was with and I was like, what's going on here? Like, what? and then we both just kind of shrugged and I was like, oh, I guess he works here. So I, but I went up to him cause I was like, I don't need him to carry my one little tiny bag. I just had my one little bag and I was like, oh, I got it. Thank you. Cause there were like stairs and whatever. And he seemed like, I just felt bad. Like having like this older gentleman carry my bags when he seemed like tired and maybe a little weak. So I was like, very
1: judgy of you. No, I'm telling you, perhaps
0: I'm lovey. I'm not, I'm just, trust me when I say this man was like, he looked tired. He looked like, and you didn't, he did not look like he worked there and he looked tired. He looked like he could not have gotten, and he did not put up a fight with that. I said, I got it to put up my, take my suitcase up the stairs. And he did not argue me on that. He let go of my suitcase and was like, go for it, girl. So I carry my suitcase up the stairs and I let him, but I, I was very clear with him. I let him know, like, I've got it. Thank you. I don't need your help, but thank you so much. You know, get up to the top of the stairs. We start checking in. And while I'm checking in, he takes my bag from behind me. That's my, my tiny little carry on bag mm-hmm. and my, Bays, I'm sure my, yeah, my base va- bag. <laughs> and, um, he, I turn around to grab something out of my bag and it's not there. And I see he's taken my bag all the way over to the elevators, far from where we are checking in and puts it on one of those like bellhop, like trolley things, you know? So he works there. Of course he works there, but like- this confirms it. It does. But I said, no, thank you. I'm good. Uh And he took it without me looking, like when my back was turned and took it over to the elevator and put it on one of those things. He's showing initiative. Fine. But then- I So then I finished checking in and I turn around and now he's gone, but my bag is now just alone sitting on that trolley thingy by the elevators. By itself? Far, just by the itself, one little... Just the one. And so I walk over to it and I kind of look for him and I'm like, he's not here. And I didn't want his help anyway, which I told him. And I saw him very far away on the other side of the lobby talking to someone. So I just took my bag off and I took it upstairs. Now, what needs to relax is this. I, I've said this, I said all this in my vlogs, so I don't want to dig too deep into it, but like I respect... Uh, anyone who works for tips, like I will tip you. I'm a very generous tipper. Eric can attest to that. I like, yeah, we're good tippers. We're very good tippers. But I'm like, I, I'm pretty, pretty anal about that. Am I not? I'm pretty like, you, yeah, you, I'm like, we got to tip prepared. the most, and then some always. Like, I'm very like, I, I'm, I'm, I need a good, be a good tipper. Like, it's very important to me. And so it's not about that.
1: I wonder what that's about.
0: What's about? Because I worked in the service industry, and oh, yeah. I experienced me and a lot of my friends not getting tipped after working really hard. Same. That's the exact same reason. Um, so, I anyway, I, um, I, so I, 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 it's not about the, that. What bothered me about the situation is that I told him I didn't want him to take my bag, and then he took it without me looking and touched my stuff, and took it away from me far away, and then left it unsupervised, and that very much annoyed me. But. What needs to relax is those guys when they take your bags, which I appreciate. And there's been so many times in the past where I've needed them to take my bags and take it up. And I'm so grateful for them. But there are times where I'm like, I don't want you to take my bag because you take longer than me. And then I have to sit in my room without all my stuff. And I'm like waiting for my stuff to come. And then you come in, and then it's like an awkward exchange. And you know what I mean? Like, and in that moment I was tired. I've been traveling all day. I just wanted to take my bags myself. It really just it grinded my gears a little bit, Lovey. I after I said multiple times, "Hey, don't take my bag. I'm good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. it. Thank you." He still took it when my back was to him, and I he didn't even ask. After I'd said, it "No, thank you." It sounds a bit
1: sneaky. Yeah, I mean, you sneaky Pete. Yeah, it it didn't seem like you consented in that situation. I did
0: not consent um, in taking my personal yeah, items. Yeah, there's
1: a certain eagerness to specific tipping scenarios where it's obviously established in like the. In the, in the bylines of that industry, like if, in the bathroom per se, if there's a bathroom attendant or bellhops when they insist on taking your bags when you really don't want that or need them to. And then they walk up to the room, put it in there and they are like, yeah, and this is the refrigerator and this is a, a mm-hmm. window and here's a door and towels and okay. And then they just stand there. You know what I mean? It's I, I want a tip based on effort and like, well, and, that doesn't add, not, and that's, been, yeah, yeah, no, but like there's something about the expectation that makes me more I still do it, but like reluctant and like, um, when you have to valet somewhere, like when we went to D- Disneyland and we had no ch- choice but to mm-hmm. valet at the specific place and they're all like running, like act, like they're they're moving the same speed I am, but they're act, they're acting like they're really hustling. And mm-hmm. then you, I don't know, there's, when there's more of an expectation of it.
0: I will say too that. Does that make sense? Yes, the frustration with, I, I, like I said, I am all about tipping and tipping generously, even sure, when I get bad service. But yeah, yeah, even still, I am not upset about the tipping situation and all of that with the people who need the tips. It's a, a system; they're not paying people enough. Yeah, they should be. It's paid craziness. More. Yeah. They, they these people should be paid a living wage so they don't have to like essentially beg for tips because that's not, it's not like
1: this in other countries where they pay a living not. wage. Like, in fact, when I go to other countries, uh,
0: like they they're like they can't believe the tipping system here. They're like. Wait, you tip the person who cuts your hair? You tip the person who gives you your coffee? Like, they think that's crazy. When here, it's like, oh, of course you do. Like, of course you tip well, these it's, people. And, and
1: again, like, it's not even, it's a, it's established protocol. It's not even like, oh, this was a really great haircut. Because I got a haircut a month ago, and I, she rang me up on a register. And then she goes, okay, now this iPad's going to ask you a couple of questions. Like, I would already paid for the haircut with a cash register and a thing. And then she directed me to an, a separate iPad. An entire separate transaction for a tip, and they just say like, "This is going to ask you a couple of questions, and then like, you know, it's... yeah." But I'm, yeah, sure, it's but so I'm like, sure it's so
0: uncomfortable for them. I'm sure it's so uncomfortable for
1: them. Yes, they should be paid a living wage for all these amazing um, jobs that they do, except, but they shouldn't take your bag unless they. I would you really be, wanted them to.
0: Well, and that's and that's the thing. Take my bag, like that's your job. They are told to get their bags. Don't don't. Yeah, he probably know. has a
1: manager I'm that's sure. like, you, why did why don't you not have her of bag? Course. Yeah,
0: but. what bothered me is that I had said, but with my very non-confrontational little stressed out brain and heart, I said out loud with my words and I was very proud of myself. No, thank you. I've got it. No, thank you. I don't need your help. I've got it. Which I usually would just stay quiet in those situations. And I was like, I so desperately didn't want him to come. I was so tired. I just wanted to take my stuff up to my room, you know? Yeah. And so that's what bothered me. It wasn't the fact that he was doing his job. It was the fact that he he kept trying to take it from me after I said, please do not. And then he took it when my back was to him. It seemed so sneaky peeky. And it was my, I don't know. That just really bothered me. But I know that if I were in the service industry and I was relying on tips to make like a living wage, so inco- yeah. I would, I cannot imagine being like, and here's this iPad. You can answer if you want uh, the questions. about yeah, Back when
1: I worked for tips, we didn't, there wasn't that there was just like the tip line on the receipt. There wasn't a whole right.
0: iPads didn't exist at that point. Right. Um, anyway um that was who needs to relax but i will i can get into my other my tour stories if you my tour disaster stories from this weekend i had a disaster weekend um but also very fun but first let's say thanks to our next sponsor shall we okay so i can talk about tour stuff but eric did just say that he had a game that we could play we'll play it after no i want to play the game we need a fun game let's do a fun game i want to hear (laughs) all about your tour
1: stuff (laughs) you refuse to tell me for some reason No I don't
0: I will tell you but I just feel like people would enjoy hearing a game more than they would hear enjoy hearing. I didn't me. Even,
1: it's not even a prepared game it's not even good What is it? There is a show on HBO called The Last of Us. It okay. was originally a video game mm-hmm. that I put on the other day. And then I don't think you looked up and watched. It was I like didn't. like the zombie one.
0: Yeah. I know what it is. I know what it is. Cause like people are talking about it and you've talked uh-huh. about it, but I don't like that kind of show. So I wasn't very yeah. interested in well, it's
1: HBO. It's like a big new show. And people are like, Oh, have you seen the show? Yeah. So it's like, people are talking about it. Right. Um, and it's kind of about a zombie ish apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I wondered how you would fare in a zombie Apocalypse. I die immediately. You think so? Immediately. Well, I looked up, I found a, a a reputable website that was like, this is how you survive.
0: You think I wouldn't die immediately in this scenario? No. Are you, come on, I would. Anyway, you got, what's the game? You,
1: you're mama bear.
0: You got these kids to protect. You're able-bodied, well, you're that's mentally sound. Well, that's why I would die sound. immediately. I would do anything to make sure my kids were okay. So I would probably die trying to keep, anyway, what what is, what is the game?
1: There's, well, number one, it says you need to know survival skills. So what would be uh, your asset um, as a survival skill in a zombie apocalypse? People-pleasing. People-pleasing and social awkwardness?
0: No, just people-pleasing. I would just, like, try to, like, make everyone, like, really like me. So even when they were zombies, they wouldn't want to hurt me because they'd be like, well, she was nice. She's all right. She's nice. And even if to the zombies, I'd be like, no, like, seriously, I'll help you find blood. Like, I'll help you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i would just be like really but their brains have been taken over by like um a, like a, a mushroom fungus so they're not really the same people anymore they're kind of uh and i don't know inanimate but animate you know what i also feel like my other like
0: secret weapon would be the fact that like my blood is rotten because i only eat like fast food right so like they'd be like she's not gonna taste good I, I would Ray. be like, if you guys want some of me, like, I'll give you a little taste test. Yeah. And I'd like cut a little part of me somewhere and I'd be like, taste this.
1: Also, the zombies in this show, they can't see, but they can hear.
0: I'm real loud. Yeah, I'd be screwed. So <laughs> I'd be screwed. Um, yeah. What would your survive? what was the question? Like survival skill. What would your survival skill be?
1: Uh, I think... I was always really good. I was strangely good at like capture the flag and hide and seek as a kid. Mm-hmm. Do I do I strike you as someone who would be really good at that?
0: I don't really know what that is. You don't really like, capture the flag, or t- I thought or that those was a games? football thing. There was also a
1: game thing. called like manhunt that capture we would flag flag play, like thing? in the neighborhood. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's like a camp game. It's like you're you divided into teams and you Isn't have a flag a football and a base. Game
0: that you have a flag on your flag waist. Flag football. That's not capture the flag.
1: It's not. No, it's this is a different thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my we've gone over my extensive experience in Boy Scouts. I think I have lots of survival you do in yeah. camping. I feel like I could do lots of yeah things. Um th- I will say the third episode of the show is kind of like a standalone episode and it's one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. Wow. It's really, really great. I think you'd I mean I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Um survival kit. What would be in your survival kit?
0: Cookies. Cause I'm going to die. Like I might as well like have things I like, you know, like
1: cookie dough or like full cookies, full
0: cookies. I'm not, I'm not gonna have an oven. I don't think. So
1: you're packing a survival kit for our family and you're packing.
0: In this world love that you're talking about, I'm talking like in my mind, I'm not thinking my kids are there. Okay. Okay. In my mind, I'm thinking it's me alone because if if my kids are there, that's, you're making it too real. And then I have to like, actually legit think about this. Do you want me I can do that too. Do you want me to do that? Like our kids are there. I'm trying to keep our kids alive. Cause no, then listen, I, that's a no, different ballgame. It's
1: too, in, it's too intense. Cause then so it's like kind of knife,
0: like right. matches, lighters, like right. canned foods. Like, I mean, I've, you're right. Yeah. You know, but if, if we're talking just me by myself, just you by yourself, cookies. I think is more fun. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh. I don't have cookies. And I probably have, um, Hmm. A survival kit in this specific scenario or just in general, a survival kit in general, Or in this specific scenario. In the zombie
1: apocalypse uh, scenario that we've established.
0: So, like, you have to be quiet in order for them to not find you type of vibe. So then I'd want, like, foods that, like, don't have wrappers, you know, because that's That's, loud. That's good. And then I'd want things that, like, because I have, like, really intense, like, weird things about, like, I think about when I travel. Something I always have to have when I travel is, like, dental floss. Because, like, what if you're on the road and you get, like, something stuck in your teeth? I will, like, I'll rage if I can not get that thing out of my teeth. So i need dental floss there because like that would be something that would cause yeah, maybe me. Maybe you
1: would die immediately. I
0: would. Because that would be something that would cause me to like make <laughs> like a ruckus. Floss
1: and cookies. I'd uh, be like, I wouldn't
0: be able to sit still. If there's something stuck in my teeth, I make noise and the zombie would come kill me. Where would you hide out? Uh,
1: hmm. According to this website, the number one place to hide out in a zombie apocalypse would be a prison.
0: I wouldn't even know how to get to a prison. I don't know. I was then you have like, to get in. I was thinking like in this because room. Because it'd be hard
1: for the zombies. <laughs> I was thinking like, where right, would I hide like in this room? This chair? No. no,
0: but I was thinking like if there if right now, snap my fingers, I'm in a zombie apocalypse, like yeah. I'm not going outside. I think maybe you would
1: want to like go into the mountains. I feel like I'd you'd be you'd want to be away from the population. Cause then there'd be less zombies.
0: Yeah, but then there's less people to help you.
1: Yeah. Well, another another category was like uh establish your gang, you know
0: hmm.
1: These would be the people you would be pleasing, I guess. Yeah, you would my people pleasing. Yeah, they, would, they would come into play there.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I, would you
1: be the leader of this gang?
0: I think I would want to be. Because
1: you're a control freak.
0: Yeah, but not in a situation like that. I would want to like really I wouldn't be the leader. I'd want to like delegate what everyone's doing. Do you know what I mean? So do you that know there that's is the definition a of a no, no, leader? No, no, no. Cause no, no, no. I'd want to figure out who's the best person to be the leader. Cause I know it wouldn't be me. So I'd want to like figure out what everyone's skills are and what everyone should be doing. And like figure out who, cause I know I wouldn't be the best leader. And then
1: you would put the leader in charge and tell everybody else what they should be no, doing. No, then I would then... just do
0: my thing, which would be people pleasing <laughs> and making cookies. <laughs> but I honestly don't think I would, I would find anyone to be with because I would just be like, I'm gonna die, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok. Sorry to start a sentence like that. I know you, you hate that because you're like, that. like a boomer. I don't hate that. It's just- but um, <laughs> but, uh I did see a TikTok where this girl was like, What? She was talking about shows like this, and she's just like, I don't understand the concept of these because like what are you fighting for? Like, why do you want to stay alive in this scenario?
1: Uh survival.
0: But why? For to survive what? To more zombies eating? To you? just keep going? To, to uh, away. if the world has exploded everything's like just garbage. The
1: basic premise established in the pilot episode of this particular show is that there's uh, a girl who appears to maybe have a natural immunity. And so they they, they want to figure out because no one's ever been immune to one. So
0: they like bite her and nothing happens. Uh, yeah,
1: essentially, yeah. And so now it's become the the mission of one man to keep her alive and get her to wherever she needs to get to while avoiding, um, you know, a, a world in disarray and zombies and, um, uh, you know, well, I just, chaos, I liked what that girl anarchy. said. Cause I was like,
0: that's so true. Like if the world is just falling apart and everyone's just eating each other and dying and just like, there's nothing yeah, really to live just, for. Then like, why yeah. not just be like, okay, then why am I,
1: let's all stay home and make a sourdough because starter and in make this bread. Freaking
0: scenario. Yeah. You've got these people terrified and hiding and scared and living in stress and, with nothing, and then you've got these zombies that are like kind of can do whatever they want, living their best life, like chilling, roaming about, taking over everything. Oh, eating they're not people. like sentient so, like, beings. They wouldn't are, you rather have, be that?
1: No, because they're not sentient beings. They're not like they don't. They're, they're not in control of their thoughts or impulses. They're literally taken over by a parasite that just makes them that just wants to spread.
0: Sounds like a pregnant person. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, the, according to this website, also. Don't get rid of your phone, even if there's no like internet or whatever, because apparently satellites for GPS will I be, would will never work. get rid of my phone.
0: <laughs> that was won't be able Who to, would get rid of their phone? You won't phone? be able to watch TikToks. What? In what world? I know you
1: love Twitter. You won't be able to tweet. Love, I have a phone
0: that doesn't work that I carry with me everywhere mm-hmm. I go. What
1: even? What happens on that one? I don't know. You just have it. Well, satellites will still work. I've apparently. kept every
0: phone I've ever had. I have every single phone. That is not an option to get um, a phone.
1: And be a good scavenger. Apparently, is another thing that that's mean? really important. Like so, what? Like what?
0: eating whatever you find.
1: Uh, no, that scavenger would be like finding supplies that you wouldn't think you'd necessarily need, but like Isn't making use like of them. Sca-
0: okay, I would be so good at not that. not a scavenger hunt. Wait but time a, out. But a
1: but a real scavenger this, hunt.
0: I changed my mind. My people pleasing skills are obviously that was a joke, and that would not help me in Your any way. Your craft skills, right? my g- girl. I if that's I thought first of all when you hear of like a scavenger bird. You know what I mean? Like that's where I feel like I've heard sca- a scavenger hunt and like a scavenger bird or scavenger animals, like someone who just like eats anything like you know, like a seagulls, like a scavenger. Yeah, I've always in heard that
1: sense, you are a scavenger. Yes,
0: no, I'm not like because I was going to say if that was the word, that's the term like I'm not going to eat anything unless it's like cookies are in and out. So like I literally would die. But if if what you mean by scavenger is like finding the tools around you to like make yeah, like, out oh, of it. oh, here's this,
1: we found this oh, old, old rusty girl, thing. We can we maybe we can use that to turn that will- into a solar panel. I could make solar panels.
0: S- no, like cl- cute outfits out of leaves. <laughs> I'm sure you um, are
1: really good at flower crowns.
0: But also like literally on this is a skill of mine. and something I will talk about if we ever talk about my tour that like making props out of the most random things. Yeah. For my show, like half the props in my show are made from objects you would never have a thought. You would have been like, oh, she just bought some poster board and, and made that. Like, or had some, no, you would you know never what? believe the things that my props are made of because yeah, I am, you are. as Eric describes it, a scavenger. Well, I'll
1: tell you what, Colleen, you could be in my zombie apocalypse gang. Cause you know, I'd, they'd eat me first. No, I just, I think you'd be a good partner in that.
0: You'd be really good. I'd want you in mine because you'd be so, you'd keep me alive maybe a day longer than I would if I were alone.
1: I think. Like a day. Sure.
0: Yeah. I think I that. after that, I think a day is way longer than I should last in a zombie apocalypse. But well, I know for sure I would, I would die immediately, but I do think I would, I don't think I would die just because I gave up. Uh-huh. I don't think I would give up honestly, as much as I joke about that. Like, why would you want to stay alive? Like, I think I would fight really hard and, and be a really good team player, like trying to get everyone involved in like stay alive. But I think that, um, my eagerness and my delusions would make me die immediately. Yeah. That's I, what I think. Yeah. Would you agree?
1: I would well, I would hope for the best. But well, good
0: thing zombies aren't real.
1: I think you have a, a, a lot of skills. Yeah, I guess they're not. Ex- except for like the premise of the show is based on an actual parasite that does this to like ants and deer. And it's like, well what if it could do this in humans, which scientifically has been kind of debunked, but like
0: well, pregnancy is kind of like uh, having a parasite.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And they come out and they totally act like little zombies.
0: The babies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We need to say thanks to our next sponsor. Why not? Okay, love. You want to know some tour stories? I would love finally. to. Finally.
1: Yeah, tell me everything. I actually
0: wrote things down. Because, okay, so th- this is the thing Eric and I would talk late at night, like middle of the night, when I finally got to my hotels. And I'd be like, there's so much to say. I'm too tired. Yeah. So I haven't told him like anything
1: from tour, but. It's more about like FaceTiming with you so you can say hi to the kids. Um, yeah. So. So now's our time.
0: So now's our time. So I, I, I won't get into, I won't say everything, but if you watch my vlogs, you'll know that the first day in Tulsa, Oklahoma um, was, it started off wonky because it's a long story, but I thought I was being kidnapped. I got into the wrong car. Yeah. But you, did you tell me that story. Yes, yeah, So you guys can go watch my vlog if you want to hear more about that. Um, but it was like, I was very scared. I think so the day started off real wonky and then I get to the venue and find out that we're missing a bunch of props for the oh. show. So I have a very prop heavy show. I love a prop and, props um, are great. you know why I love props, right? I don't know. Um, because of well, I, because it's great. No, Steve Martin. Yeah. Yes, he's once said something along the lines of like, when you're holding a prop you have everyone's attention yeah, because they're like, what is that person going to do with that thing?
1: Yeah. Back when he was doing like his kind of one man show, he had tons Mm -hmm. of props.
0: And so that's kind of, that inspired me to have lots of props. But then also I was, I back when I first started doing a lot of live shows, I was seeing a lot of drag shows Mm -hmm. and drag queens are incredibly talented performers Mm -hmm. and they use a lot of props and a lot of um, it's also, I have a lot of medleys in my shows. Mm Um, of a bunch of different quick little clips from different songs because that's very much in lots of drag shows. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. Um, But I do have lots of props in my show. And um, I also think it is funny. What would Miranda think is a prop? You know, so like if I need a wrecking ball to sing Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball, what would would that be for Miranda? And it would be a beach ball wrapped in duct tape. Yeah. So, you know, that, and that's very fun for me to come up with these. I've props. blown that
1: thing up many times backstage right. before your show.
0: I think she's retired. I think I'm switching that out the next show. Anyway. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'll never tell a story. I'll never tell a single story from this tour. I get so distracted in my brain. I'm sorry guys. Anyway, we're missing props and the props we were missing were a Billie Eilish costume. Okay. And wig. It just wasn't there. It wasn't there. Uh huh. Um, and we were missing, uh, a bodybuilder, Costume from the, the Encanto movie. There's a character mm-hmm. who's very I, strong.
1: I forget the name of her.
0: I I did too. I feel like it's Luis or something like that. Sure. I don't know. Anyway, um, I made a muscle man costume with her dress on and that was missing. You made that? Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, the dress was one costume, and then there was a man costume. I glued, I like sewed them together. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying you made that this weekend. You're saying Mm-mm. you lost that. It was that, missing. That you made. Got it.
0: We were missing the Miley Cyrus like leotard that I wear. We are mm. missing, um, I can't remember them all, but we were missing like a significant amount. Sounds like it. Of yeah. Costumes and props. And so when I find that this is my best environment, when there's a crisis,
1: you th- you thrive. I'm like
0: I'm not I'm not the type like I get very stressed. I get very, very very anxious in general in life, but in those scenarios where there's something like that, where it's like, hey, you have five hours till show and you're missing half your props, yeah. is when I go, okay, we're we gonna fix it. Like let's yeah, fix give it. me a
1: toothpick, some dental floss, um, right? I'm gonna make this so, from scratch again.
0: That was my first issue. So I first think I'm getting kidnapped. Then I get to the theater and find out all my props are missing. So I'm like, okay, not only that, but I also had added new things to the show. I changed to find gravity, added new props to that and, um, changed lyrics to songs and done a bunch of changed a bunch of stuff. So I was already pretty nervous about the new stuff I was adding. And now I'm missing a bunch of props. So I needed to figure out how to quickly make new props, which was very stressful. I mean, I can get into that story, but there's so many things on my list. Go for it. Yeah. Um, Basically, I knew I wouldn't find a muscle costume yeah, like the Encanto they Girl. They have those
1: at like CBS. So I was like, I got to cut
0: that. That's not, I'm not going to be able to make that. So you just cut it from the show? I cut that part. I was like, leotard, there's got to be some sort of leotard somewhere that- um, my assistant can go find, yeah. you know, what else? Billie Eilish. Okay. Look for a neon green. Cause the one I have is an actual Billie Eilish costume. Like it's a Halloween costume of Billie Eilish. So I was like, it's neon that green. Seems,
1: she doesn't dress like that anymore. No, right? she doesn't. It's, but it's just
0: like, when you think of Billie Eilish, like, you know, when you wear, when I wear that, people know that's who I am yeah. supposed to be. So, um, and that's the goal with the Miranda costumes. When I transform into like a celebrity, it's like, you have to use like the most iconic kind of look, you know? Of course. So... Um anyway I was like find neon green clothes you know and um stuff like that anyway so we he came back with a, a bag full of random stuff and I had to figure out how to make props and costumes with what I had he found us a, a, a medium and a large child's neon green shirt that I cut up and hot glued together to look the shape of like an adult size Billie Eilish costume, and then what? we used Sharpie and drew all over it to kind of resemble the yeah. Billie Eilish costume. And then I knew he'd be able to find overalls and a pink shirt at like a Target. So I did instead of the Encanto part, I put in Miss Rachel, and I sang Iffy Sticky Bubblegum," <laughs> and like well, that, so, that's you know, that's it was like stuff like me. that, so like, I like yeah. I just switched out stuff and whatever. So, but the day was full of all of us were just on the ground making props. Hot glue is everywhere, you yeah. know. Yeah. Anyway. So that the day it was sounds like your best environment. Stressed. Yeah, sure. Well, I don't know. So then, I get out on stage, lovey, and the audience was great. The Tulsa the audiences were all wonderful, but it was just odd. You know, typically when I perform, um, there's places you know they're gonna, they're going to laugh. You're looking at me strange. Is there something on my face? I'm just I'm listening. Okay, so you're looking at me like this. I was like, Ooh. So <laughs> I thought like I had like an eyelash or a booger. Who knows? Anyway, I don't. Um, you know how at my shows, you know, oh, they laugh at this part. This is a punchline and then they laugh or this is a moment so where they, they laugh. So
1: if they don't, you as a performer get in your head about
0: it? I, yeah. I, I never assume it's the audience's fault. I always assume like, oh, I performed that incorrectly or something. Yeah. But in Tulsa, it was so interesting because they were laughing in different places, which didn't make me think I'm performing terribly or the audience is bad. It made me think, oh, this this group of people in this audience that find different things funny than... My typical audience yeah. because they were laughing at things that typically people don't laugh at, but not laughing at things where people do laugh. And one of those locations of the show was the very beginning. So the lights go out and the video starts to play, like to introduce me. And usually when that happens, the audience is like loud and excited. excited and screaming yeah. and cheering. And they didn't. Show's they were quiet. They were like, oh, show's about to start. We need to be quiet and, and respectful. Pay attention to this. <laughs> and so I, the show started off silent. And I was like, uh oh. What's uh-huh. happening? Are, is there anyone here? Did no one come? And then I get on stage and I see people and they're very excited and wonderful. But then there's a part where I don't want to reveal anything, but I, at, at some, somehow, some way I end up, show, my underwear shows for a second as Miranda. This is part of the show. This happens. Yeah. And usually when that happens, as Miranda, I'm mortified and like, oh no, but the audience laughs very hard at this, that the, my underwear is showing. They did not. <laughs> like, I felt like, and maybe I just wasn't hearing correctly. Sometimes it's hard to hear from stage. But it felt like they were kind of like, oh, and I don't know if they thought like I actually, I don't know what, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, that's not our type of humor, girl. But like me struggling to get pants back on over, like, it felt like I was doing it in silence. Oh, that's So, so funny. I, so I'm in my head. I'm like, oh no, this audience this is, is right not the interested in this yeah. show. Like, I'm so nervous. So it starts off the show wonky. I'm like, I have all these new props. I have these new bits in the show. I almost got kidnapped today. And now my audience hates me. They Mm -hmm. didn't, of course, they were very wonderful and supportive, but it was just, that's what was in my head. So then at the beginning of the show, I, I like doing audience participation. And there's a part in the show where I immediately pull someone up onto the stage, a man. I always remember at the beginning of the show. Of course. Yeah. And so I call on this man, I'm kind of like, you know, chatting with him. And then I tell him to come on stage and he's like, no yeah and sometimes hard, they fight it sometimes they yeah fight it. but
1: you you always kind of g- can get them up there
0: but yeah they always eventually come up and this man was like no I like understand it was like the reluctance absolutely no yeah which is totally fine yeah I don't blame him at all like I think if you don't want to come on stage you should not come on stage I've seen
1: comedy shows where they've done what's called crowd work you know what I mean where they go in and they hey where are you what's your name where are you from and it I get terrified me every too, time that they're going to yeah. call me. And then it happened once and I had a full leg like, panic meltdown. Right. Like I couldn't remember where I was from. It's like, yeah. I, don't, right. I don't, I don't, I want to be, te- and that's just, you still stay in your chair. So for the performer comedian to be like, you're coming on stage. Like oh, I no, totally get it. I'd be like, nope, no yeah, thanks. Same.
0: So I, yeah. I totally but understand. People
1: comply. Of course. Yeah.
0: I, I wasn't upset with him. I was annoyed with myself because I feel like there's this like there's a strategy to me picking on someone. Right. Yeah. And I usually try to find someone that I know is not a big fan, um, because I don't want them to be like super great for this first person I pull up onto the stage. Yeah, that's part I, of the I want joke. it's part of the joke is they're not not like super stoked to be there, but they're having fun, is yeah. what I'm looking for. So I look in the audience at someone who's kind of laughing and smiling and enjoying themselves, but not ecstatic yeah you know and <laughs> that's this guy was like jolly and lovely and he was interacting with me in his chair but he was like no <laughs> and he would, he would absolutely not come so that up that kind
1: of brought it to a screeching which hole, is I fine yeah
0: but the issue is not with me being worried about him not coming up of course I don't want him to come up if he doesn't want to be up there I would never do that to him right but it was more that like then I felt like the audience was like uh-oh and like, they were uncomfortable that like, I made someone uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Well, That's, now this you is also have head. to
1: select, get someone else up there. Because, so I had like, to do that.
0: Yeah. So because I had you to can't call just skip
1: the part of the show. So I was like, it's okay, like dude behind
0: him, you come up, you know, like it was just so, it was like, but that ended up giving me a great joke because, um, and it wasn't even my joke. The guy said it because he came up and he had to do like an apology video uh-huh. and, and it, he made me laugh, like genuinely made me laugh because he was, he was like saying his apology um, to the audience for not being a good enough audience member uh-huh. and the other guy was supposed to come up, but he didn't. And so in his apology, he goes, it wasn't me. It was him. <laughs> and like, it made me laugh. So cause I'd forgotten about that at that point. Yeah, yeah. And he, it made the audience laugh. So it, it was, it, it was very That's funny. He was very funny. So he was great and saved Save me there. The but anyway, then, um, I wrote down so many things. Some of these, I don't even remember. Um, the Twitter Oh, so, and oh, TikTok and the TikTok, I do a TikTok section of the show. Medley. I added some new stuff. They weren't having it. They were not having the new stuff. And that was my bad. I was like, these were not good choices to put in this. So the new stuff I added in, they were not laughing. Well, at. I think did it
1: that's, a, that's an interesting like part of your show to talk about because it's, it's so the, sh- the shelf life of like a TikTok trend seems so much shorter than any other kind of like. Um, pop culture trend that you could do. So when mm-hmm. so you having this TikTok medley in your show. I change it for every show. You have to change it for every show because like something, you know, nobody wants to hear the corn, corn kid. Yeah, exactly. But there's some
0: things that like were, that trended two or years ago that they to, still scream at every time.
1: Yeah, I don't so know. So it's like, it's a
0: hard thing to figure out. But the thing is most comedians, when they have new material, they go to small comedy clubs and bars and try out their new stuff to see what works and what doesn't before they take it on tour. Right. Right. And for me, I can't do that because I'm not a comedian. I'm like a very, no. I'm a very, no. I have a very specific audience who likes my stuff. And those are the people who buy tickets to my shows. And so I can't go take this to a bar and see what they laugh at. Cause people who would laugh in a comedy club <laughs> would laugh at different jokes than my fans. It's I, almost like my fans have like, we have inside jokes with each other, you know?
1: Well, yeah, because you're, so communicative so with them. It's, it is a whole different thing, but it's also not like, I think you totally could show up to I the laugh can. factory no to a bunch of people who've never, never heard of you. I don't well, th- I th- think you could make them the laugh. The point is sure. that I can't
0: try out new material at a bar. My, I try out you new material. You used
1: able to right, though. Like when you first started. No, I've when never first done it. When you first started as, as Miranda, you weren't like trying out new things for. Yeah,
0: I was, but it was always in front of my audience. Was, How did the
1: audience exist before the character existed? Because it, 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 onli- it. it was online. So it was always people who had found you online and they came to the show or were yeah, you, there
0: were sometimes people at the venues that like at the bars and stuff who never knew who I was, but I'm saying like the audience size of my audiences was the same size as those bars. So like my point right now is that like, Back then, yes, I would go to a random bar where they didn't know me and I'd perform something uh-huh. and then I would perform for one of my shows, one of my audiences, yeah. which was the same amount of people, a hundred people ish right. in the crowd. Whereas now uh, I could go to a comedy club or a bar and there's a hundred people there. I can't do that to try out my stuff. So I do it in front of a thousand plus people.
1: Right. Okay. I see for the point. first time. Like yeah. I don't try
0: out material. I just do it. Whereas most comedians try out material before That's, they do it. Yeah. Anyway,
1: that's still working it out in, in, a, in its own way.
0: Well, th- the stuff I added didn't work, I thought. And so yeah. um, then, now you know, I the, there I had edited Jojo Siwa was in my show in the last show I'd done in Thousand Oaks. And because of that, I had put in a physically different, she was physically, physically in your show. Yeah, she had um, she was in this big medley I do. And, and so I took out this big ending that I do with this big skirt in this this medley I do at the end of the show. Because I was doing it with Jojo and I didn't want to do that skirt moment with JoJo, but I still wanted it in the show. So I put it in the TikTok medley in Thousand Oaks. Okay. This you, big skirt moment.
1: Did you forget to switch it back?
0: Well, that's the thing, is that I did switch it back. So I switched the Jojo song out and I put the regular song there with the big skirt ending. It's like later oh, in the show. No. But I I didn't take it out of the TikTok medley, but I thought that I did because I had edited in new things into the TikTok medley. Yeah. But somehow that ending like was still spliced in.
1: So you had to do it twice?
0: No, that's what was so dumb of me is that like the song ends, the TikTok song ends and then I hear that ending. The, the other ending with like the big skirt that's supposed to be later in the show, but it starts just playing. Cause like it had that clip had somehow snuck its way into the edit that I had done. Oh no. And so then Corey and Stu are running on stage with the skirt frantically like, Oh, are we supposed to do this now? Yeah. And they run on stage. And I was like, no, no, no. Cause I was like, I can't do this twice. There's no way to make that funny. Like, that I would do this. I mean, I guess it would be funny, but in that moment I was just panicked and I was just like, no, no, get off stage. No, no, not now, not now, no, now! go away. They ruined it. They ruined my ending of my TikTok. No, no, <laughs> Like it was just like so bad. It was just so bad. It was so bad. And then they ran off stage and the audience was so confused. So it's like, it literally I, I have stuff in every number that went wrong. Like everything went wrong. So my show has like a flow to it. Like everything kind of flows into itself, like into each other, or whatever. And because the TikTok song had like ended so terribly, I tried to Sew it into the next part of the show, which is like, I was going to read hate comments and I was like, oh no, since I messed it up, I bet I got a bunch of hate comments. So I used a different approach going into, I was like, let me check and see if I got hate comments because they messed up the end of that song. Uh And then I read hate comments, but it messed up the flow of like the concept of the show because I changed why I was looking at hate comments anyway. None of this probably even makes any sense because you have to have seen the show to know what I'm talking about, but well, they buy, everything they, was messed up. They but, can buy
1: tickets. Where do you go next?
0: Oh my When's God. your next show? So hold on. I, I will get to the next part. Cause the next part is the, where the big drama happened. These are all just small, stupid, insignificant things that were stressing me out, but the audience probably didn't even notice. But before I get to the big wham, bam problems, um, I'm going to say thanks to our final sponsor. Cause I'm talking way too much. So, uh, we'll talk about this and we'll talk about our final sponsor and then I'll finish up with the, the big drama that happened in my show.
1: There's, okay more?
0: Okay. I know I'm just like talking way too much about this. I love it.
1: I want to know the big drama now.
0: (laughs) These are the things I would talk about on the phone with Eric for like hours on tour, but that's as I'm doing it on the podcast, I'm like, I don't know that anyone would be interested in any of this, but there's, um, there's a bunch of stuff that started happening, but the big main drama was that like literally every single number had something wrong. Something went wrong. And every number, every bit, everything, something that did not go Could that be fun out. for the audience? Sometimes it's fun it's, when people it's laugh fun. or break character. It's sure, maybe. But it's, it wasn't I was breaking character. It was things that they would never know the difference. It was stuff that um, was technical for me. Like I knew I had a punchline where something would pop up on the screen and then it wasn't there. So like the audience, it's not funny to them because they didn't know something was supposed to pop up. Do you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't like that. It was like everything that I'm used to going... Perfectly in the show, nothing happened that how it was supposed to. So anyway, we get to the part of the show where I play a game with a couple. I bring up a couple on stage and I play a game with them, and immediately the f- the screen starts flickering behind me, like turning off, turning on, turning off, yeah, turning on. See, that's distracting. Turning blue, turning uh, yeah. How, on, how do you handle that? Yeah. So at first, I was like, ignore it; it'll just come back on but then it just would not stop. Like it was just, and it was, it's a huge screen, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's directly, obviously behind you. distracting. Like yeah. I have to address it. Yeah. So then I said something so stupid and not, I didn't mean to, but they're the, the couple's holding like foam fingers. Uh-huh. Right. And, um, that it's for part of the game. And, They were kind of poking each other's, like poking each other with the fingers, you know, poking each other's fingers with their own fingers, you know, the foam fingers kind of flirting, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, every time you're doing that finger thing with each other, it's making the screen flicker. Stop it. Look at what you're doing. You're messing up my screen or something like that. And people are like, you know, oh, she addressed it. Okay. You know, it wasn't like an actual laugh. It was like, oh, she addressed the fact their screen's messed up. But then... The screen kept flickering and they kept kind of doing this thing. And so a couple minutes later, I go, you guys stop fingering. Oh,
1: God.
0: <laughs> and immediately I'm like, <gasps> like I, I gasped because I couldn't believe like the that has a different meaning than what I meant. Obviously, you mean? stop it. And so the audience <laughs> laughed at that because they could tell I was so uncomfortable after I had said it. Yeah,
1: that's good. When the performer's uncomfortable, that always makes me and laugh. And I was
0: just like, you guys, you, every time you do that, you're messing up the screen. Look, it's going off, whatever. And um, But anyway, there's no other way to really address that the screen was flickering like crazy because I couldn't keep talking about it. There's people on stage. I'm in the middle of the show. I'm like, I hope the audience can just ignore the fact that this is happening right now. But it wasn't like it would go off and on. It was like on, off, my desktop, on, blue, gray, my desktop, setting, screen, A clear off. technical Like difficulty. it was just like.
1: The people couldn't Constant. figure this out backstage. The, uh, they were trying. The tech- I looked backstage at yeah, everyone. Was, was, I could see
0: they're trying to fix it.
1: Yeah.
0: So I was like, Oh my God. But so but to what an audience member or someone listening might just go like, Oh no, the screen was flickering. That's probably distracting. What you don't know is that my mind as the performer is yeah. going, Oh, my entire show is visual. If the screen does not work, I don't have my show. I need to come up with new content right now while I'm doing this bit on stage with this couple. Yeah. So while I'm doing this bit with this couple on stage, my mind is going trying to write new jokes that don't require a screen. Okay, what if the sound doesn't work? I don't know if the sound works. Do I sing songs a cappella? Do I not sing anything? I have my ukulele. What songs do I know all the chords to that I could sing on my ukulele? Yeah, it so takes my you mind out of the is moment, yeah. rewriting the the last 45 minutes of the show thinking I don't know if the screen's going to turn back on or not. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I can't rely on it coming back. These people paid to see a show. So like I need to give them a show. So I need to figure out what I can do thinking, can I sing songs a cappella? Should I give a voice lesson? What things can I do with audience participation? What other games can I play with them? What other content can I talk about? What other like, so I am literally, my mind is going a billion miles a minute on stage, rewriting my show. While I'm doing a bit on stage, I'm literally yeah. performing, talking. And doing a bit with this these people and rewriting an entire show in my mind and also thinking, what's wrong? Is it something I can fix? Is it something I know? I think it might be the HDMI cable. I know it's not the port that it goes into in my computer. It must be, they need to get a new HDMI cable. If I can just get backstage and tell them, if they just run to, is there a Best Buy nearby? A Target might have one, but I don't know if they have one long enough. I'm assuming they're using a hundred foot HDMI cable that goes to a, but I have my other laptop. It's backstage. It doesn't have the new stuff in the show. Like this is all going on in my head. And I am... Obviously panicked, like yeah. um, So and for not the,
1: present in the moment that you're on stage.
0: Front no, of, so in front I, of a I, thousand plus so people, I'm yeah. a disaster. And like, um, th- and it's not like it just happened once. It was just continually doing this. Yeah. And so then finally they get off stage. It's still flickering. It's been like, and I make, I make that moment with them. I milked it, man. They were on stage with me for 10, 15 minutes. Like, cause I was like, I need to give them time to fix this. And it didn't get fixed. And so then I'm like, okay, I, I need to try at least to see if sound, if sound can happen, I can at least sing songs. Was sound not working at this so, point? Well, I, I thought maybe it was cause this, the screen kind of went back on and I was like, okay, I think the screen's good. Oh, you
1: mean the sound from like the tracks? Yeah. The, okay. So
0: then I go, okay, hit it for the next song. And it doesn't play. And I look at the screen and it's frozen on the video of the song, but the song's not playing and the video's not playing. And I was like, oh no. Okay, I'll try again. And if it doesn't play, I've got to cut the show and do something else. Turn back around to the audience and I go, hit it. And then after a couple of seconds, it did start to play. Oof. Now I performed the song. I have no idea if the screen was working behind me. Yeah. Um, but I sang the song and then um, I was thinking, so during that, I was like, okay, I don't know if the screen's working. There's so many things in the second act once I turn into me yeah. where it's visual jokes on the screen, like with the diary stuff with. Corey and yeah. all that. So I was like, I don't know what to, it was. I was, I've never been so anxious. I was so uncomfortable and anxious on stage. I'm sorry. And um, then at the end of the woman medley, my mic turned off. So the sound of the tracks working, but my mic stopped working. So the final big moment where I'm singing with the skirt, that was, they'd already heard the song too, because it played during the TikTok medley earlier. Oh, no. so I'm like, and then my mic is off. So it's like, I'm, I'm telling you every freaking number had a nightmare disaster that went with it. Every single number. Well, and then I'm, I do the Defined Gravity. So the first time I performed this new version of Define Gravity. So I'm super nervous and it was very clunky and just like, it was just all a mess. And then even, okay. So then during my quick change, <laughs> during my quick change, I'm wearing a hundred layers of Miranda clothes and underneath it all, I'm wearing my outfit. And so one of the things I wear as Miranda is like three pair of tidy whiteies, like men's huge tidy whiteies. So I, I do my quick change and, um, I'm on stage and I transform into me from Miranda. And I'm like, something feels wrong in this dress that I'm wearing. Something feels off. And I kind of feel and I can feel that the lining of my dress is still stuck inside of my Spanx like tucked in where it was tucked into the tidy whiteys. And anyway, I go, am I still wearing the tidy whiteys? There's no way you would be able to see that. And I kind of am feeling and looking and kind of feeling, but kind of still trying to perform as me The feeling, I'm like, am I wearing tidy whiteys under this dress? Is the lining stuck in the underwear? Because if the lining is stuck, they can see through my dress right now. The lining is what makes this dress not see through. So can they see through my dress? Like, so then my whole, the whole time I'm on stage, I'm thinking about this and I'm trying to secretly try to pull it out, but it looks like I'm picking a wedgie the whole time. So I'm like, so finally I dress it and I'm like, guys, I feel like I'm still wearing the Miranda underwear. I'm, I need to check this. So like, I, I kind yeah. of like put my butt behind the curtain and I'm kind of just finagling with my hands and I'm like, I think I fixed it, but still feels weird. And the audience didn't laugh at me going, like, I think I'm wearing Miranda underwear. They're like, What are you talking about? They yeah. forgot about that part of the show. And um, so it was just awkward. And then the end of the show comes finally, something went wrong with every number. Every single number kept everything kept going wrong. Get to the final moment. I'm like, okay, we're final stretch here, final song. And I go, Okay, hit it. It's the big opera number of the show. And it doesn't play. No. And I was like, let's try again, go. And then they're obviously trying to fix it. And so then the screen goes to my desktop screen and I'm no. just like, all right, here's my desktop guys. Let's look and see what I've Didn't got totally here. This. I, I love it. was in, I can't even begin to tell you how many technical difficulties were. It was so stressful because I've had lots of technical difficulties in the last decade doing the show, but like. It's usually like you have one or two throughout right. the show. It was every number, every song, every bit, everything. Every time I pointed to the screen. And this this is what my face looked like when I was a kid. It didn't pop up or popped up before I hit, said the lines, you know, like, um, and then I have one picture where my son, I'm about to say, looks like me, but then it just pops up a Flynn and, you know, it's like, nothing was it was so frustrating it's so bad so finally the f- final song plays somehow got to it i sing this song i get off stage i collapse into freaking fetal position like i was like oh my god i was so stressed i'm sure everybody's crazy. still having a- okay time well they said in the vlog i, I kind of mentioned that it was a rough show and the comments were all very sweet of people who came um, yeah. but i got off stage and saw i was still wearing all the underwear underneath that dress you were i was i was indeed yeah. Which dress was it? It was a new one. You haven't seen yet. Was it the purple one? Mm-hmm. And, um, I saw it. and anyway, so that happened. And then, but every night on this weekend, so then after the show ended, after that really long day, we drove five hours yeah. to Dallas when they were telling everyone to not drive under these conditions. There's all these car accidents, the freeways were closed. Yeah, I was and, was happy about that. and then it was, and every show had something crazy. That was the worst of it. But the story you wanted me to tell, finish on this. Cause it's a funny story. <laughs> and I know I'm boring you to death, and I feel like I'm boring everyone. You're not to death boring by. me to death. Um, but the final thing that happened was, um, that I'm going to talk about was the second night in Dallas during my quick change. I take off my Crocs and I'm frantically putting on my boots, and um, Stu's helping me put on my boots while I'm taking off my makeup, my lipstick, and trying to reapply makeup and fix my hair, whatever. And um, I put my shoe. On and I go, Stu, there's, I kick off my shoe, Goes, there's something in my shoe, there's something big in my shoe. I was like, I can't have my shoe on, there's something in my shoe. And he was like, What? And I was like, There's something in my shoe, take it out, take it out. And so I'm like, Fran, I'm like, What, 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 It It's a be? really quick,
1: quick a change. Really fast,
0: quick change. And um, so he takes something out of my shoe, throws it on the ground, and then I'm putting my shoe back on. I go, What was it? What was in my shoe? And he goes, A cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> Flynn.
1: The little motorized. Had put ones. a little
0: motorized toy cockroach in my boot. And it was so funny because it's such a stressful, intense moment, like trying to quick change and to have like a little reminder of Flynn in that moment. And then yeah. when Stu took it out of my shoe and threw it on the ground, it landed on its back and its legs were all like quivering. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. And I told that to Eric on the, that was one of the stories I was able to tell Eric. And he's like, you have to say that on the podcast. It's That's so my funny. Favorite. It's so funny because when Eric, when Flynn came to the show in Thousand Oaks, I um the one thing he had to tell me after the show was over was that he did not like that I changed out of the Crocs into those pink shoes. Yeah. He was really mad about that.
1: He's trying to sabotage those sparkly boots.
0: I think he did. I think he was like this cockroach is going That's, in these. That was shoes. interesting.
1: His one criticism was like was he these, should have left the Crocs. He's like you shouldn't have worn these when you awful became heels. yourself.
0: And so he put a cockroach in them.
1: Well, at i sorry. I, I see your show a lot when I can. I'm always sad to miss it. And I'm your biggest fan. When is the next mess going to happen that people can in the go see? The Carolinas.
0: I don't Carolinas. remember. Yeah, I'm going to North I Carolina, South Carolina. And I don't remember the exact dates. I think they're March 9th is the first one around there. Um, so I'm doing some shows there. I don't remember exactly. Well, if you live in
1: the Carolinas, you go see my wife's show. And, and if she coming. messes up. You, do you, hear me? you clap for her, even if
0: she oh, they messed did. Tulsa, up, it's tul- not the, her fault. Tulsa audience was amazing. All the audiences were amazing. Tulsa audience was so forgiving and so sweet considering how much of a mess I was in my yeah, own. What do you say? Have I, you ever had a bad audience? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I really have. I really have had a bad audience. Um, way back in the day, I've had people walk out. I've had, yeah, I've, oh, for sure. And I have, i have, I've been keeping a list of things that people have said or done to me while I'm on stage that I always want to say. Right after the show, but I don't want to call anyone out. So I'm making a list so that after enough time has passed, I can tell the stories and no one can figure out what show it was or who was that did it.
1: Maybe next week.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, it was, I had a blast performing on stage. I did have so much fun this weekend. It was literally just like the time of my life, but it was, I've never been so stressed, man. I was, that was a wild ride for me. I know
1: you love it. I know it's your water but yeah, when all that, te- when, the stuff out of crazy. Your, when the stuff out of your control, just gadgets like mess stuff up, that's really But there's something about
0: when all that stuff goes wrong and I survive through it, yeah. that it's like, I did that. Yeah. Wow, I Got through that hot mess. Anyway, um, Teeny's coming with me to the Carolinas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She texted me while I was on this trip and was like, I want to go to the Carolinas with you. I was like, yes. Fun. So I'm excited about that. But um, yeah, uh, thanks for letting me tell all those stories to Eric on the podcast because I've been wanting to yeah, tell it for to
1: record record it and put days. it out with us. Otherwise it would have just been you telling me. Behind and there's the phone. even
0: more. And I'll tell you that later.
1: Oh, there's, there's even the secret. I stuff. didn't even have
0: time to tell that not secret stuff. It's just like, there's so much that went wrong that it was like, it was so insane. Love. It was well, crazy. Welcome home. Thank you. I love you. I missed our kids. I love you too. Miss my hubs. And we're going to hang out the rest of the day. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week. You can-